a lot of times people are just paralyzed because they're hung up on the project that's going to take the most amount of time. Tackle the easiest stuff, okay? The, the easiest one, even if it takes two minutes, three minutes, tackle the shortest one, the easiest project first, and you will be amazed in how you start to feel when even the smallest things get off of your back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. This is episode 30. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. And today's main topic is going to be, what do we call this? Jay-Z's tips for your lockdown survival kit. Yeah. Um, This is going to be like a lockdown survival guide episode. This is our third lockdown here in Brandon, Manitoba. I think everybody is in some form of lockdown. Yeah. And I feel like every province, as far as I know, have have hit two or three lockdowns. So this is kind of our our third lockdown here. Uh, We are currently closed again. And we were running outdoor classes up until yesterday, I suppose. Yeah. And they came out with... New mini restrictions for the May long weekend um, that kind of banished those. And really seeing seeing anyone anywhere unless you bump into them at Home Depot or something but yeah so we were excited about this topic I think it's like a super relevant important topic right now we're um, in our third lockdown and I think it's been a really tough year and a bit for everybody I think we talked about some of this stuff well we've talked about a lot of this stuff over a lot of these episodes Mm -hmm. and even kind of went through some it might've been episode like one or two or three where we went into our first lockdown and we had some kind of mindset tips, but today we have kind of more, some straightforward actual habits, things that we, we believe we should be doing. And since it's our third lockdown, we, we hope that we've learned from the first two lockdowns. Yeah. I think before we get into that, maybe we'll give, um, yeah, a couple updates, let people know where we're at. Um, I think I made a joke yesterday. Uh, people often ask, hey, hope you guys are doing well or how are you guys doing? And I, I said, uh, when I get that question, I think my complete honest answer is um, if I had to rank it from a one to 10, uh, 10 being the most positive I could possibly feel and one being my hair is falling out and I'm eating cat food. I'm like right in the middle. Um, <laughs> I think I'm usually a nine or a 10. I'm not, I don't think, we're, I don't know if I speak for both of us here, but we're doing okay. Um, it it kind of, it, it, all of this stuff weighs on us as well. It weighs on us, I think personally, like it's, it's tough not seeing our friends. It's tough not doing things that we normally do. Yeah, um, or I think everyone can relate just that fear of, you know, even though, yeah, childcare is allowed, it's like who's looking through their windows and who might call it in or it just, 
just yeah. that constant anxiety about riding bikes with your friends or yeah, there's just, there's a lot going on. And I think everyone is probably a few notches from maybe where they normally sit with all of this going on. Exactly. But. Yes. So, um, I still have my hair, maybe a few more gray hairs than normal <laughs> since I haven't had a haircut. I think in it, a bit. it's also just hard to like transitions are very hard. Transitions are hard for toddlers. Transitions and change are very hard for adults. Um, That's a good point. So when you, like we were kind of talking about how when we got to reopen the first week or the, the days leading up to and the first couple days being reopened were super exciting, but they were also very chaotic and very stressful because it's another transition. I think life, like regular life that we all kind of keep talking about where you just... I just feel like I have a newfound appreciation for just regular, Ma- nothing crazy coming life. Yeah, mask, <laughs> just, mask free, uh, handshaking Even strangers. I'm just saying masks or no masks. Just I know my schedule for the next month and probably two months and three months down the road unless something, unless I decide to change it. Um, so I think this, you know, it, it, I mean, I'm sure nurses... You know, getting pulled to all these different departments and, and walking on eggshells, never knowing like if you, you walk into work, you don't know if that's where you're going to be working that day or tomorrow. Like I just, everyone has this heightened sense of um, anxiety and not knowing what it brings. And I think that yeah, and I, for I, all of us is, is very unsettling. Yeah. And I think we had a good conversation um, about it like two weeks ago where we felt, I think we just both felt very overwhelmed. Um, like there was just a ton of weight on our shoulders we were feeling anxious and then I, th- I think we just basically just talked it out because I was saying that I think the reason we're feeling this way is just be- it's, it's just because of the change. I, mm-hmm. I, it's not horrible. Like we're still okay and um, we've done this before. We've done this before. It's yeah. just this week. It's just this week, this transition week, like Jen said, I think that just the transitions are the hardest. So, um, you know, cause then after that week we we're actually okay. We were like, okay, let's go to outdoor classes, outdoor classes and we'll make it work. And then we were feeling amazing and then boom hit with like, okay, well no more outdoor classes. So we're kind of back in this transition phase where we feel stressed. But I think we just have to recognize that. Um, cause it's a weird feeling that it like, it's almost irrational thinking and it's irrational when you start talking about it out loud. When I started saying like, okay, why are we so, we're feeling so sad and, and, and stressed. But then when we started talking about it out loud, we're like, we kind of realized we're like, okay, like we're okay. It's just a bad few days and we'll kind of get it together. I just found we kind of got through it a bit quicker when we recognized that, um, the world wasn't ending. We're just in a transition week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, talk it out, text us, talk it out with us. <laughs> The transitions will end, and um, if anything, silver lining. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to just mundane, scheduled life. Like I, I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited to get back to where I know my schedule six months in advance. Um, what else do we have going on? We have some exciting news again. We are uh, moving forward with our last. Um, embryo transfer hopefully in early June we have well I have an ultrasound booked um, for next week that will kind of determine whether or not I get to move forward with that and I think you know this time around well every time I think we've felt like we have done everything possible but 
I've been working really closely with um, my naturopath, Dr. Carly Brown, who I absolutely adore. Um, and we just feel like we've, yeah, we're doing everything we can to get my body ready. And again, that's really all I can control. So I'm trying to prepare mentally for whatever happens, me having given it 110% and that's all I can control. Yeah. And I think we're, I feel like we're in a good place mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've been through a lot. Um, and this is not COVID related at all. Just we've been through a lot um, personally, I guess, like in in the family planning department planning department thank you <laughs> um it was it was a long time to um meet our first daughter Paxton that took a lot longer and it's been um kind of a long road back to where we're at now I think we've been to be honest I think we've been um mentally working through this leading up to this point I mean it was tough on the first two transfers that didn't work, but we just kind of both agreed that like, um, all we can do is focus on the things we, we can control. We really, really can't control whether the embryo succeeds Con- yeah, or not. continues to divide and attaches properly. And, and yeah, and we're, we're not going to let things out of our control, um, kind of dictate our happiness. Um, obviously we are, um, praying that it works and hopeful that it's going to work. And we always plan to have two kids, but we also have realized that we are very happy with where we're currently at. We are very happy with uh, three dogs and one human uh, to look after. So um, yeah, it's just kind of like, it, it's it's a lot hanging over us. Um, we, we spent a lot of time and a lot of money <laughs> to get to this point and this is the last one. So, um, we're trying to just let things play out the way they're going to play out. Yeah. I think we're trying to make light of the magnitude of the situation. Yeah. Cause yeah. we don't, we, we want it to work, but we also don't want to be crushed by this situation because we were unprepared for, um, possibly the hurt that's going to come. Um, and I feel we do better just talking about it and addressing it because we also want to, anything that comes our way, right? We like to talk about expecting adversity and we also want to expect to overcome it. So, um, we want to kind of be ready for even when the worst thing happens, we, we don't want it to crush us for the next month or two months or year, right? We kind of want to be able to process it and it's okay to grieve and be sad, right? We're not trying to suppress feelings or numb feelings, but I think I think we're in a good spot as far as realizing that um, we're going to have a good life regardless. Yeah. Um, and and this is just something we need to do right now. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Stay tuned. Um, if you listen to uh, a podcast in the future, maybe just let it play out. We'll, we'll let the whole story go before anybody <laughs> texts us with congratulations. <laughs> um, I, I'm just kidding. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, then you'll you'll get that yeah, joke when you do. It still warms my heart. Um, we good to go? We are good to go. Let's get into this lockdown survival guide. Okay. So we um, this is kind of going to be like a top 10 episode. We got some points here. We are setting the clock for three minutes per point. We find when we have a episode with... A top l- 10? 
top 10 or like lots of different topics to talk about. Even if we talk five minutes per point, it all of a sudden goes well over an hour. So we're going to try to keep this part to 30 minutes or less. Yeah. If that's possible. You ready to roll? goals. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, and go. All right. Our first point on this, guys, and this is almost a permission to play, but it is self-evaluate. We have been through two lockdowns already. This is not new. Um, We've already done it. We've already been through it. So you've already been on the other end of what comes when we kind of get to loosen the restrictions. You really need to look at the mirror, look in the mirror, I should say, and ask yourself, what worked last time? What did I feel really good about? And what didn't work? What did I feel really guilty about after the last lockdown? Um, At this point, this stuff is not COVID's fault. It's not the lockdown's fault. You need to kind of take it into your own hands. And if something didn't work last time, you need to change it this time and not feel that same way. Like that is in your hands at this point. Take extreme ownership and win win this battle. Like Jen said, we, we've already been through this twice. So um, fool me once, shame on me. So COVID, maybe, they, maybe COVID took the first lockdown because we weren't prepared for it. We've never been through it. The second one, I mean, we should have been better prepared. Okay. You know, maybe it's a wash now, but we're on the third one. We should be good at this by now. And it doesn't mean it's any easier. No, it just means that we, you, we, we should know strategies. what to do. Exactly. Yeah. We should know what we need to do. Um, self-evaluation is really tough because it requires you to put your ego aside, um, to live with extreme humility and extreme ownership of your life to realize I need to change the things that weren't going well. And I think on the third lockdown here, like, you know, Jen and I are, I think we like to think we're quite sympathetic or empathetic. And we try to listen to people and say, you know, like, Hey, it's okay. Like you didn't do great, but we can always get back on track on this third one here, guys, a bit of tough love. If you want to improve, you got to change. So, um, we just don't want to go through this third lockdown and make the same mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Good there. Yep. Okay. Two minutes. Good job. Woo. Um, Do we get to bank that time for another topic? <laughs> no, new clock, three minutes. Okay, um, good? Yeah. All right. Um, my first one here on my list is um, get a nutrition plan. I made a post about this today on Instagram. You can do this on your own. So this isn't just an ad for Rock to Nutrition or any nutrition company, but you can do this on your own. You also don't have to. So there's kind of two streams there, um, but you need some sort of plan. You can't just say, oh, I got to stop eating bad or I'm going to start eating healthy. Those are only words. That's not a plan. We need to come up with like an actual plan with goals to hit or action habits, action steps to actually hit. So yeah, this processes. Pl- yeah. So this plan actually makes sense and actually works. So, um, my first tip is if, if you're going to do this on your own, you got to set some goals. You got to figure out where you're at. Self-evaluate how many meals, how many suppers per week are you crushing plate method? You know, half your plate is veggies. A quarter of your plate is protein. A quarter of your plate is starch. Um, you need to really be honest. How many days a week are you nailing that for supper for supper? Even just, yeah, just start with supper. 
If it's zero days, okay, then maybe your plan is, okay, two days out a week, I'm going to nail plate method down. And it's going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays Perfect. or whatever it is. Exactly. But. Pick your days and nail it. If you're already doing it two days a week, then go to three or four, but have some sort of plan in place. Another awesome, easy nutrition plan is to weigh your fruits and vegetables. This comes from E.C. Sankowski. Her Instagram is Optimize Me Nutrition. She has the 800 gram challenge. Okay, you could start with 500 grams. Get 500 grams of fruits and vegetables in a day, every day. When that becomes too easy, bump it to 600 or bump it to 700. But at least then you actually have some um, tangible results to, yes. to measure. An and actual tangible goal that you can go towards. Is your plan working or is it not working? So, um, And again, if you don't know, um, we do have free nutrition consultations. So for free, come and chat with us for 30 minutes and we can help set a reasonable goal for the, yeah, for the next six weeks. That's the second stream is work with somebody. We, we offer free nutrition consultations. We can get you started on your own and we can also start working uh, one-on-one. Um, we've had quite a few people sign up in like the last week and I am like so confident. I think they're confident. They're going to come out of this lockdown knowing that they just crushed it. So I feel like, wouldn't it be just amazing to come out of a lockdown and be like, yeah, like I owned that lockdown. Five seconds. Love it. Boom. Own it. <laughs> okay. All right. Right alongside that one is working out. And guys, I get it. I Working out by yourself or working out in your garage, the reason we have a gym is because need, like, we are not garage people. We do not work out on our own. It is not the same. Um, but same as nutrition, you have to have a plan to work out. And I think if you've decided that you're going to take it a little bit easier, maybe you don't have a ton of equipment or just your schedule with your kids at home, whatever it may be, if you're taking it a little easier on the workout side, that means your nutrition has to be dialed in even more. Um, but yeah, a workout plan for us, the rockers, we have zoom classes and I get it. I mean, I love seeing people's faces on Zoom. Do I wish I was coaching you in person? Yes, absolutely. But it is an accountability tool. You sign up for a Zoom class. You meet whoever's in that Zoom class. It's a, it's, yeah, that's the most important. It's an accountability tool, meaning you're going to show up for that appointment and then you're going to work out. Yeah. And that's all we're trying to do with those Zoom calls. This excuse of like, oh, I don't really like the Zoom workouts. Like newsflash, everybody. We don't like them either. Compared to in-person classes, yeah. they stink. They stink so much, but it's our it's our next best option. So they don't stink that bad because it's plan B right now and that's all we have. So we just, not working out is not a good option. I'm just not on board with somebody saying, yeah, I didn't exercise at all during it. Like I I think that's an F in the movement department. So you just have to decide, um, am I just going to complain that this sucks or am I going to make the best of the situation of the situation? And yeah. I think a workout plan. Okay. We got rocked running that you could sign up for, right? Going outside and running is free. Um, we have zoom workouts. We're going to have outdoor class yeah. again in, in a bit. Hopefully yeah. we have limited equipment, no equipment options, biking, walking your dog. Yeah. If you have a dog, you should be going for, for sure a walk a day. Um, gardening, get outside and, you know, do yeah. some lawn work, but like, it doesn't have to be a rocked community fitness program, but 
I'm, I'm here to tell you again, a little bit of tough love on the third lockdown that not moving is just not a good option. And you have to decide how do I want to feel at the end of this lockdown? And now you need to do the things to answer that question. Yeah. Good there. Yep. We're doing pretty good there. We haven't hit three minutes yet. Yeah. We thrive with the timer. Um, I'm going to go into that one next. Okay. Okay. This one's kind of going back to nutrition again, guys, but I'm going to, this one's coming straight from experience. Um, I would remove all junk food from the house. That's, you, you know, you could take that or leave it, but the more junk food you have in your house, the more you're going to eat it. It's, it's been studied. It's science. When it's around, you eat it more. Yeah. Um, and put, junk, put yeah. a bunch of chocolates or put some bunch of treats on your kitchen table. Let me know how that goes versus putting some apples in a veggie tray on your table. And then let me know how that goes. Just the visibility of it or it being around changes the habit. So, um, I would remove all food from your house that you don't feel proud to consume. So it's okay to have a treat once a week, in my opinion, especially, you know, if you've had a good week and you want to eat some chips while you watch a movie, like I'm not here to tell you to remove all of that stuff, but I personally don't keep chips in the house. If I want chips, I will kind of make it intentional. I will go and get chips and I'll be like, yeah, I'm having some chips tonight. No big deal. I don't feel guilty about it. Um, just like we had ice cream last night, but I'm telling you if, if, if I kept ice cream in the house, I would eat it all the time. So it's not your willpower. It's not your motivation. Yeah. Well, we've talked about willpower in the past at how it is not a, um, infinite resource. You only wake up with so much willpower. I think given the situation, given these lockdowns, given people's frustration with all of this, I think our willpower is at an all time low, even when you wake up first thing in the morning. Um, so that willpower towards the end of the day, if you want to know why most people snack in the evening, it's because their willpower is gone and that's not their fault. That is the gas tank is empty. The gas tank is empty. That's the way it works. So whatever is around, you might feel super strong. No, I'm good. I'm not going to eat it in the morning. And then at seven o'clock at night, the chips are going to win. Yeah. And I, you know, we've met with a lot of people over these last few months and almost everybody, pretty much everybody, it might be a hundred percent. There's an issue with snacking and there's an issue with snacking in the evening. Mm-hmm. So it isn't just you. It isn't just your willpower. It's literally everybody. I know there's a few rare cases, but I'm the same and I think Jen's the same. So mm-hmm. even us who are running this podcast in the gym and the nutrition program, we're the same where if it's in the house, we're going to eat it. If you have an issue with snacking, the number one thing has to be to remove it from the house. Yeah. And guys, we live well here in Brandon. The store is literally a five to six minute drive away. So that day that you want your treat, you just go and get it. We're not, we're not super remote. We're not miles away. You got this. (laughs) Yeah, we made it. All right. There we go. That was our three minute warning. Which one do you want to take next? Um, well, let's go into something other than, or do, should we, do you want to stay and take this one? We'll come back to that one. Okay. Um, this is just something I think we're going to try to do this weekend. 
you have undoubtedly a little bit more time on your hands. Um, maybe you're at the cabin, maybe you're at home, but with this extra time from not really being able to do the things that you might be doing or sporting activities, time to tackle a project. No matter how small or how big, it could be refolding the towels um, in your hall closet. I don't know. Something that's been a little bit driving you nuts. Your clothes are not fitting in your drawers properly. You've got too many. You've been saying you want to go through them. You want to get the, you know, the winter stuff put away. Whatever it may be. Tackle a project. Um, I pulled the Christmas lights down. That is always a painful one for me. I don't know why. I hate <laughs> having Christmas lights up in the summertime especially when I'm the only house around. And I don't think I could stop bragging about that project yes. when I finally got done. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, thank goodness I didn't go all summer again this year. Yeah, yeah. So, and it feels good. I'm saying like even the smallest of projects to clean out a spice, um, your spice jars or whatever, clean out the garage, whatever it might be, organize the garage. It's, you're going to feel awesome afterwards and you've probably had it on your non-urgent, non-important to-do list for potentially years. I know we have a couple of these kind of stacked up, so I'm looking forward to tackling. I'm not even going to tackle all of them. I'm just going to put one on the list for this weekend and go from there. Yeah. And here's my main tip there, everybody. Um, make a list. Just keep it to like five things. Not not too many. If it's too many, it becomes overwhelming. But Write down just five things that you can think of you'd like to get done. No matter how easy or how, how, how hard they are, just, just write them down. Get about five down. Start tackling the ones that are the easiest and take the least amount of time. A lot of times people are just paralyzed because they're hung up on the project that's going to take the most amount of time. Tackle the easiest stuff, okay? The, the easiest one, even if it takes two minutes, three minutes, tackle the shortest one, the easiest project first. And you will be amazed in how you start to feel when even the smallest things get off of your back, i.e. my Christmas lights. It took me like less than 10 minutes and I just finally did it. So tackle the easiest ones, the shortest ones first, and then use that momentum, go to the next easiest one. And then the next easiest one, you know, leave the, the big project, the really hard one, just leave that at the back and just nail some easy ones first and you'll build some momentum and some motivation to keep going. Absolutely. Good there? Yep. Um, let's go to sleep. You should be sick of us talking about sleep on this podcast, but um, I don't care because I hope everybody listening to this one has a good sleep schedule, but if you don't, then you definitely need to hear this. So I, I think in times where we're more stressed, um, these transition phases like we talked about, things are just not totally normal, not normal routines, then we kind of add on to our stress that we let things go awry, like our sleep schedule. And our day starts with a good night's sleep. It doesn't end with a good night's sleep, our day starts with a good night's sleep. So you need to get a sleep schedule figured out. Write it on your fridge, write it on a post-it note somewhere. But what time, um, and this is something we address in our rocked nutrition meetings, what time do you crawl into bed? And what time are you generally sleeping by? Um, I think ideally, you know, we're, we're hoping we're sleeping by 10 p.m. Again, if you're like, 
whoa, like I'm usually not sleeping till midnight or one, then I would say that's totally cool, but we're going to work on that. And we could try to maybe instead of crawling into bed at midnight, we're going to crawl into bed at 1130. And then maybe we're sleeping before midnight. So we're just going to work on that in like 15 or 30 minute increments to improve the time that you get into bed. And, um, and then hopefully again, if you're a shift worker, it's different, but hopefully we're going to bed and waking up generally around the same time every single day of the week, seven days a week. We don't adjust for weekends or anything. We do get up earlier throughout the week when we have to coach a 5.30 a.m. class. I think that's our only exception, but um, we're generally, we've been doing this for a bit and it's just, uh, it's become so normal. It's become such a habit now that we almost forgot, forget to like drill at home with other people, but um, getting to bed at the same time every night and then improving that, trying to get it to closer to 10 or you're crawling into, into bed before 10. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, again, we talked about that willpower tank if you want to know, you know, what makes that tank almost, you wake up and the tank is almost on empty. You've got no patience with your kids. You're in a hurry. You already feel drained. It's not having a good night's sleep. So all of these things, again, as always are linked. If you don't get your body enough sleep, that willpower tank is barely full, um, which means it could be a rough day in terms of temptations. Your patients aren't there. You're probably not going to want to feel like you work out. That could lead to bad snacking. Like I'm saying, it's all tied together. So start off on the right foot with enough sleep for your body. Nice job. Three seconds to spare. Way to go. My apologies. I left you less than a minute. So that's okay. That was my fault on that one. Uh, which one do you want to tackle next? I'm going to go this one. Yeah. So one of the best things about this particular lockdown is that it is nice outside. Well, currently a little bit rainy, but still I will take it over minus 35 and windy any day. So we are getting tons more light, um, which means the sun is coming up early. It's easier to get out of bed earlier. Uh, the temperatures are getting warmer. So spend time outside. I don't think anything could be better to kind of reconnect you to your own circadian rhythm. Um, and just getting some vitamin D, doing tasks outside, reading outside, walking outside, get fresh air. Yeah, find more ways to be busy outside. Um, Even if you're just puttering around your backyard and weed whacking or pulling weeds, I just, I find we we have to get out of the house when we're we're bored. We have too much time in our hands. We, um, We sit around too much. We watch too much TV and we are constantly snacking. So one of the best things you can do is just get outside more and just find ways to stay busy, whether it's going for more walks or more hikes. We also live in one of the coldest places on earth, right? Sometimes we're like as cold as Antarctica. I I feel like during those minus 50 days, I always like to check out Antarctica's weather. And sometimes we win. We're like, I think it's usually a couple times a year. We're like the coldest place on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we should complain about the weather because we can't control the weather. So that's a waste of energy. And also you could always move like people do move from Manitoba to BC. So I always think complaining is just not good use your energy, but we also get some of the nicest weather ever. So you can't complain all winter and then we get nice weather and you don't really take advantage of it. So, um, there's nothing stopping you from going out to the Brandon Hills or going for more hikes, just being outside more. Um, I think, 
I think we all could be better at that. I think our, you know, I know winter's tough, but I, I think our TV, social media, internet consumption should be like cut down at least by half. Um, we just need to get outside more. And I'm not sure what else to say on that topic, but you need to find ways to be outside and stay busy outside. And um, I believe your nutrition will always follow that pattern too, that you will not be snacking as much if you're kind of busy outside doing stuff. Love it. Good there. Oh wait, PS, wear sunscreen and a hat. Very important. Good job. Safety first. Way to go, Jen. So I think linked to that, being outside, having fun, maybe being, whether you're camping or you're just in your own backyard or you're at the lake or you're at the lake. I think we've, we've somehow started to associate. And again, this is not for everyone. Um, but there is a large portion of the population that kind of doesn't feel like they're actually in relax mode until they have a drink in their hand. And this could be true even for people that rarely drink, um, you know, regularly that for some reason, the, the relaxing on the dock or with friends around a campfire, like it's just, it's the beer in the hand or the drink in the hand that is making that situation fun. So I think our, our next point is to kind of track your alcohol consumption or be mindful of your alcohol consumption. Um, it's not the drink in your hand that's making it fun. Those things are fun regardless of what you have in your hand. Um, you don't have to have a glass of wine to relax. And I, yes. I think we've just normalized it a bit too much. Um, and we're just here to help, right? So I, I don't I don't want anybody to take this too personally. Um, we're here to help. And I think this is a good tip for everybody. We also enjoy red wine. And I just think if you're having a glass or two a week or a drink or two a week. Hey, you're probably doing pretty good. There's always room for improvement though. Um, but I think we've, you know, we've almost got to a point where we'll have a drink almost every day, you know, oh, it's just a glass of wine. But I mean, all of a sudden when it's happening every day, is it just a glass of wine or has it become habit? And so I, I think this is a big one where um, just track your alcohol consumption, like write it down. How many drinks are you having per week and how big are those drinks? Um, this was an awesome like nutrition tip from tactic nutrition, where when you're tracking what you're consuming, that alcohol gets tracked as like a large soda. It gets tracked as a large cola. So all of a sudden when you yeah, start it's seeing kind of been in your, as like a freebie almost like, well, it's just a drink. It's just or red it's, wine yeah. or yeah. Um, but I think when you start tracking it is it's arguably as, as bad as pop or worse. Um, it depends how much you're drinking or what you're drinking. But I think just being like Jen said, very, very mindful of your alcohol consumption because any improvements you can make there is going to help your, um, your health, your sleep. So Again, yeah, it's, you know, if you have a lot, you're not going to be able to get a great sleep. Your circulation in your body is a little bit off. So it's not just, it's not the calories, guys. It's not about the calories. That's one small piece of that pie, but there is a lot more to it that could be disrupting your other goals. <laughs> There's our three minute warning. Um, yeah. And again, we're not trying to be the fun police. Like I, you know, I, I think we're trying to relate to people and we're trying to help people. Um, 
people, people will struggle with sleep or they'll struggle with hormones or their moods or depression or anxiety. And I don't think alcohol is being talked about enough. And like, oh, like, you know, like what's, you know, it's not, uh, you know, I know we're over three minutes here, but oh, it's, you know, it's not that bad. I only have like a few drinks each week. Like, I don't know if there's like a golden rule, but I, I think like, I think just being very mindful and I think having one drink a week, having one to two, like, I think there's just a, that's a lot different than having four or five or six drinks a week, but just something to definitely be mindful about. Yeah. Love it. And I think, sorry on this, we're going slightly over on this one, but this month, um, so my naturopath suggested that I do not have any caffeine, um, this month leading up to this transfer again, all about just improving my body's circulation as much as possible. And when we first talked about it months and months ago, it seemed like, whoa, that, that could be crazy. Cause I mean, we're pretty avid coffee drinkers or, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, I, you know, I wondered how my body would react and all of this stuff. And I think as soon as I just started with the plan of going, you know, getting more decaf in there and, um, adjusting in small steps now that we're here, it's totally fine. Yeah. So again, small steps. Yeah. And we can take those habits and turn them into new positive habits. So I know it seems crazy at first, but we can do it. Um, okay. Sorry. Back on the three minute clock. Reading or podcasting. I think this is just an easy habit to implement into your life. And we kind of would chalk this one under self-improvement or like the mindset, the mindset category of the super six where, um, and it doesn't have to be reading for knowledge. Again, I've said this before that I've been on, I go on kicks of like reading to learn as much as possible. Um, and now I'm reading Lord of the Rings. So I, I think just, I, th- I believe, um, I, I didn't read, I don't know if I read a lot of books until I was, I don't know, 28 or 29. So I'm just, I, I've had a long career of not reading a lot of books. And now I think always having a book on the go is just, it's just the thing to do. Um, you can always be learning and it's just a great a great thing you can do to relax. I like to read before bed. I usually only get five to 10 pages and then I fall asleep really quickly. So I actually think it uh, helps me fall asleep. Um, I have some friends who are not big into... Like paper books? Paper books. They're yeah. more into audio books. Yeah. Um, so I think that's cool. And yeah, I, if and you I, have a commute, I mean, that's a great way to get in some... I think just anytime your brain, whether it's fiction or... Um, nonfiction, anytime your brain is engaged and learning and doing something other than your day-to-day tasks, I just feel like it puts your brain in a happy place. Yeah. And I also think like if we kind of, we flip back to the alcohol one here, even though we went over three minutes, is that (laughs) a great tip for that one is to have a water goal. The more water we can drink, generally we'll start to get rid of a bad habit, right? If we eat more vegetables, we tend to eat less junk food. I think in this reading or podcast thing, I think the more we read, the more we podcast, I, I hope the less time we're spending on social media, the less time we're spending on our phones, maybe we're spending less time on Netflix. So I, I think this positive habit of self-improvement from reading or podcasting also starts to eliminate, you know, I, and I love Netflix. I love watching, I love watching movies and TV shows. So I'm not saying don't do it. Um, I just think scrolling through social media 
doesn't is not a positive habit i think reading is a positive habit so we're trying to eliminate a negative uh with the addition of a positive habit and yeah and i just think um i think everybody can find a podcast that they're really into yeah and um, build some of that network too yeah good stuff love it our last one here guys is either actively participate in a hobby that you already do uh or and i mean again i know caveat if it if it's with friends or it's on a team or something like that obviously it's going to be disrupted at this point but uh get back to a hobby that you've done in the past or try something new um if you have never been a big walker i mean maybe you just start taking walks with your family you guys um go maybe you take up a new craft of some sort or get a new tool and do something around the house. Just something, again, growing your brain's skills, um, putting your hands yeah, to add, work, doing add something. Add to your own repertoire. Repertoire, nice. Your your toolbox. Um, if you got nothing, yeah, I think, I think like just walking or biking. Um, if you don't have a bike, I'm like, there's got to be somebody you know or a friend you know you could borrow their their mountain bike weekly just to go for a spin around Brandon. Brandon has like an awesome city loop. You can bike the whole loop fairly casually in like an hour and you get to go almost right around Brandon. And it's, it's a pretty cool bike path all the way around. I think you could have a walking goal. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to learn something brand new. I think learning, learning new stuff though, or getting out of your comfort zone probably is the best way. Um, a shout out to Ted good music. And I found people on the, the last lockdown, I think we posted a video of Paxton playing the harmonica. And, um, I think that sparked a few people to reach out to Ted good music. I mean, you could learn, yeah, you could, you could learn piano guys like quite easily on your own. So I know a piano costs money, but if you've ever thought about like learning an instrument, like learning piano is not that difficult. It's, um, I think being a, what would a high level pianist, a professional pianist. I don't know if that's the word, but being super high level. Yes. Takes years and years and years and years of dedication, but you can learn piano off YouTube. You could grab a ukulele. Um, I think learning an instrument is actually like a super achievable thing to do with your time. And I learned how to play piano from YouTube. Um, They have like super easy videos where you just follow um, the video down. Similar to like Rock Band or um, Rock Band or Guitar Hero. Where like the the colors come down the screen and you hit those notes. So I think this is a great time to, again, pick up a new hobby or like lean into one you already have. Yes. Again, just another another egg in your basket about who you are and all the things that you can do. And that is our three minute warning on our last topic guys. So that is the end of this. Oh, you have a new point. No, I don't have a new point. I just had a kind of a a last comment here and I meant to say when we were working out, but Three minutes is up. I have to cut you off. Sorry. (laughs) I meant to say it when we were talking about working out and I think it really applies to all of these points though, is that 
when you think of yourself as someone who, you know, I do CrossFit, I work really hard in group classes. Um, the reality is no, you, you're just a hard worker and you can, you can work hard doing whatever it is that you're going to do. So we need to be careful not to associate things like our workout habits with this wonderful gym, um, this empty gym that we're in. So you don't just work hard while you're here. You are a hard worker period. And you'll, you'll work hard in your garage if that's what it's going to take. So trying to disassociate, is that the word? That's a good word. Dissociate. Um, your, the things that you've identified with, with places or with super specific things, um, instead of saying, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you came to the gym all the time, just cause we're closed, you should still be working out all the time. Like you should still be exercising, right? That that's in you. You can do it. Yeah. If you you can can drive here and do it, you can definitely do it at home. Um, it's just, I think reminding ourselves that, we are not tied to these places and specific sports and specific things. We are just hard workers. We grind. We we do what we need to do to prioritize our health and fitness, um, whatever the restrictions that we may be given. Nice. And that leads me into my last point now. No, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, when things go, when things go south, when things go bad. Okay. We can kind of go two ways. We can just like really let it take us down or we can rise above it. And this was from like, I think James clear. I saw this somewhere on Instagram, but the quote was like, when things go awry, if you rise above it, it'll only make your story better. So I often think if we want to be more resilient, when the world provides opportunities to be resilient, you need to take them. Right. You can't just say like, I, I want to be more resilient. Like now is the time. Now is actually the time to learn how to be more resilient, become more resilient. If you want to live with more grit, then when you have the opportunity to show some grit, you need to show up. And we were talking about this the other day that it was kind of rainy outside and super windy. And I mean, everyone have, you have all the excuses in the world to not show up for an outdoor workout. It's kind of cold. It's kind of rainy. And then, but people did show up. The 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 um, the nine a.m. class. The whole crew showed up, and I was like, "Yeah, like this is awesome. Like, this was an opportunity to show some grit." Yeah, I would rather run in twenty degree, twenty five yeah, degree sunny conditions. weather. Yeah. But I'm saying, okay, it's really bad outside. This is an opportunity to show some grit. Basically, what is the world trying to teach me in this moment? I think during our third lockdown, what is the world trying to teach us? now. And I, I think it is to make us tougher and to rise to the occasion and kind of be better coming out of this lockdown. Love it. That is it guys. That is episode 30. Uh, thank you again for listening. Keep sharing this podcast guys. We would love, uh, we would love to hear from you. We love when we get some new listeners. Uh, so share it with your friends and leave us a rating or review. Um, on wherever you're listening. Yes. And um, we can't thank you guys enough for the continued support. Um, this is tough on all of us. So we're not denying that. Um, we are in this storm with you. We are just also paddling this boat with you. Um, we're not sitting on some paradise island watching the storm. We're in the storm with you. So um, we need to ride this thing out together. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat, for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are. <laughs>